0: Three.
1: Me just a second. Hold on. Hold on. Keep ta- keep talking. I'm so, I'm listening.
2: You, keep you, going. You still processing the fact that um, Christian has that you're
1: Liliana's child? Yeah. So you're not a Trevelyan?
2: I'm technically still a Trevelyan because the father cheated on his wife with Liliana, hence became Maxine. <gasps> I'm but, but a child. So, hence, why Maxon has two-tone eyes before the Max um, the uh, the Faustian burn, he technically has his mother eyes because Liliana has two toned eyes as well. So that's the only way you can connect the two.
1: Okay, okay.
0: I'm assuming okay. you have questions at this point,
2: Benita. Um, right before you get to the next question, you want to hear the good, the awesome way Maxon get taken out for. I want people to. I told him I want to take a month break. But me and Christian talking behind the scenes They make people think I'm gone for a month But I'm only gone for two weeks And then the way I get taken out When we're done with our mission A big giant shadow portal opens up Dark tendrils comes out And they pull Maxine in And then Nocturne speaks Says a good ass fucking line To which let me me find it He's very excited about this Christian had chills with this line I came up with. I, I did like the line. I did like the line a lot. Nocturne says, Maxon Bautong Trevelyan, the son of Lady Nightingale, to which Maxon in story would now know that Liliana is like, his mother. Like, that's how
0: Maxon finds out.
2: <laughs> the the hero thief of Phandalin, my shadow fury, it is time for you to serve me, Nocturne. Oh, the wait, the Benita!
0: Wait, Benita! Wait, wait, Bonita! Hmm? I'm so sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but Benita's also in a onesie. This is amazing.
2: From her uh, famous show. Yes. Sailor Moon.
0: Uh I am here for this vibes. I am enjoying the energy that's being created in the studio this evening.
2: I'm here for it. While I'm over here. With the
3: ears.
0: It's so <laughs> cute. It's even got the fucking like heart and everything. It's so cute. It's
1: awesome. Hi though. Sorry, okay. I just Sorry, yes. Please continue. To... Okay. Please continue. <clears throat> okay. Not turn so you can see all my awesome yes. little mm-hmm. stuff awesome.
0: guys. Oh wait, wait, there's a stuffy Krogan up there. I saw that.
1: Yep. There is. Wait, where'd he go? Where I other, forget other which side. side he was on. Other side. There he yeah. is. Oh the little stuffy Krogan. And I and then... Oh wait, Tally. Tally in the corner. Oh yeah. I got doggy Tally, go and I, think, I don't think. I can't remember if they don't made you. those. Anyway, those two are prototypes Tally and Garrus. Um, Wait, those are prototype like ones? Yeah. Oh,
3: awesome.
1: And That's then, so of course, Amari, A Battle Mug, Dorian, right next to Iron Bull. Which still cracks me up that Dorian is bigger than Iron Bull, because, like, bro. You know,
0: it's funny to me bro. because. the go his brain. ego. I have.
1: I, I didn't recognize
0: that was a Dragon Age thing at first, and I swear to God, I was about to say, oh, you have a Freddie Mercury? Okay.
2: Oh, dude. dude, I mean, Bruh. he's got those vibes. He has those vibes. Yeah, well, yeah, he do, yeah Dorian does have those Freddie Mercury vibes. Okay. Yes.
0: Yeah. So. All right, sorry. Please continue.
2: Okay. Please continue. Before I continue, welcome back to Academy. Space idea collective podcast. I'm your host, Desmond, Desmond, Ted <laughs> Robinson.
0: Of course he did it that way. Of course he did it that way.
2: Yeah. Mhm. <laughs> yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome back it's to good. the ret- the return of the Day Malama Ryan Christian Ventura.
0: What's up, everybody? I'm happy to be back.
2: We have I'm Benny the Wino. Yep. Lavario. Wino <laughs> Benny is back. <laughs>
0: I, if I knew that was the vibe in the, in the in the energy of the studio, I would have gotten something else.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of cuttawood shitters.
0: I mean, it's in the other room. I'll <laughs> probably mute at some point and within 30 seconds and do it. Mm-hmm. My legs are just like
2: bugging me tonight. It's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. It, it, look at the world we live in today. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Dodgers they lost. You do need a trim, though. Oh God, they're very long. I love yeah. the hair. I love the hair don't worry about it. Thank you. Um, the Dodger loss, um, my hearing is impaired at the moment, so I have them turn up high on my headphones, but it's still not working. (laughs) What? Yeah. Um, technology's (laughs) not working for me. Damn.
0: (laughs) You know, technology's been, like, not working for a lot of people, like, to pass the police. I don't know if this is true. My friend told me because, like, it's just after, like, retrograde ended or something like that. Oh, and Lord. because of that, that shit, like, affects electronics. I don't know. That's something someone was telling me.
1: Oh, my God. Hmm. Uh, I do love the running joke where people are like, Mercury is in Gatorade. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, since... Uh... So that is not a good
0: advertisement for Gatorade is what I'm hearing. <laughs> no, it's not.
1: I mean, it tastes like it's from Mercury, so... <laughs> yeah,
0: but then on which kind of Mercury you're talking about. It's like, there's
1: Since Mercury in here. I, I was just going to say, I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if there was Mercury in... See,
2: that's where in... my brain <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, On this episode, is the final episode of the month of October for Spooktober! Our it's all, it's the end of spooky season. The month-long extravaganza of all things spooky, but Benita's shop of horrors will continue on forever. Yeah and ending on a high note Just saying We're gonna end on a high note but I'm definitely sure We'll still call it the shop of horrors because you still got Good bad movie choices though um,
1: (laughs) Such a good song
2: Because Blurred is not working You're gonna get me going Ah! uh, In place
0: Oh that's right I'm gonna try to Get blurp in here at some point
2: Cause I was trying to get the archer phrasing And it didn't work but um, at the start of this episode, yeah, at the start of this episode, yes, you heard that right. Our unless you skull Skullhouse is wearing a Bulbasaur onesie, <laughs> hugging his son Bulbasaur, yeah. and then, I've got I've gone full Bulbasaur. And then, if I remember correctly, it's Luna from Sailor Moon. It Limon. is Luna
0: from
2: Sailor Moon. Yes, mm-hmm. I remember. I remember, so I, remember mm-hmm. I remember the ca- uh, well, the cat like. I remember the i can remember the Sailor scouts but i forgot the damn cats name. sometimes i'm like i'm hearing i'm 50 50 when it comes with the cats names
1: it's funny because it's a light purple so technically you're like isn't that fucking um diana uh but it's it's no
2: it's fine yeah. and then i got a taste of what's going to happen to my character in D, and i was on a roll until oh yeah until we were right. until these yeah, two please
0: no please continue on that roll
2: i got to start right. over because benita had a lot of questions on the backstory it of- was like that was probably like a three on your roll
1: there because we we got distracted so yeah. no, please
0: not tell a good roll for you but, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah okay. oh wow blurp is not working you're right it's uh, like it's hmm. not working for me either
2: ha <laughs> fix your shit people um yeah. blurp has blipped so, starting from, start from the top, the way <laughs> how, yeah. how Maxon will get taken out, a, sh- a dark shadow portal will uh, emanate from below him. Dark tendrils are going to grab him, and specifically grab him by the throat so he won't talk, because Nocturne has been watching Maxon, and he, she's very well aware that he don't give two fucks about gods. At all,
1: and then is the theme song from Spectre gonna start playing?
2: James Bond. Spectre. Yes. I have not seen Spectre, so I, will, I, I, don't, I don't understand the reference. I'm playing mm-hmm. Captain okay. America. I know. I haven't I haven't seen
0: that one either yet. I want to, but I so
1: oh. it. it's I just say the opening credits are very um um okay. tentacle tentacle filled. Tentacles.
2: Uh, okay. Tentacles.
1: Tentacles. Why do tentacle-
0: we not why why do we not pronounce tentacles like like Hercules? But I, I say tentacles.
2: Tentacles, Tentacles. We can start. We can. Oh and I forgot the it's our, like, our fourth co host, my squeaky ass chair. The squeaky <laughs> ass chair. Um, but if, if you Squeaker want, if, if, you, if you don't want to hear the chair, you can always um go to my McH- cat, donate on my Cash App. Desi is dead. <laughs> 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 okay, sorry. So yes,
1: uh, you got tentacles. tendrils, um, tendrils coming um, out. Have to be specific. It's fine. Tentacles is fine.
0: Mm-hmm. Tentacles, tendrils,
2: um, tendrils. <laughs> like she been watching Maxine. she is like I was saying she's well aware that he's not a fan of mortal like living beings. Mm-hmm. She goes through her soliloquy saying Um uh, Maxine Bautong Trevelyan. Maxine took his wife's name. Hence why the Baotong Trevelyan. Got you. Okay. I was wondering if that was if that was
0: that if that was the case or if that was like Liliana's other oh, name for some reason I don't
2: know. He took his wife's um, his <laughs> wife's name. He's very progressive that way.
0: That which, makes
2: much more sense. Look, at, which, you. look would, at you I, I would do it too. I'm like, eh, my, my, my I told my should have looked at my pops. I was like, you if I had the chance, I'll drop my last name and take my wife's name. He was like, what? I was like, you got we got you got three other sons. Yeah, the Robinson legacy just, will go. <laughs> at this point, my cousins
0: have had enough kids with my last name to where I'm just like, eh, I don't need it. I don't need to help.
2: Chris, <laughs> guess what? We did what we said we was going to do. We actually talked about her family about 11 minutes into the podcast. Swish. All right. Wait, what? We said at some point, maybe at 20 minutes within the, the podcast, we more likely going to talk about our family. Oh, yeah, I
0: called it. I was like, give me 20 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Call back. <I> t- <laughs> Call back. I called it, and I didn't even remember it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Tindra's coming up, and she goes, Max and Beltong Trevelyan, son of of, um, Lady Nightingale. Ooh, Tink! The hero of Phandalin, my shadow's fury, it is time for you to say, Nocturne, goddess of the shadows, as my agent of Nocturnal. Then Max is pulled into the dark dimension, and is gone.
0: Full on yeeted out of existence for all they know. However, as I mentioned to you before, yeah. it that does not mean that's exactly how it's going to happen. That is a awesome. Uh, th- I, what I like to think of your your uh, like the stuff that you write and give me, I use it a lot. I like to think of it as like my storyboard art okay. for like scenes and, and stuff.
2: And you like it's it's so, going to give me the
0: basics, but the flare is going to come in like through the polishing.
2: And you the this. Idea came from watching "Drag Me to Hell," a Sam Raimi mm. classic. Such a good movie! Such a good movie. So it's been a while since I've seen that. I rewatched. Dude, the, Re-watch. the goat. Mm. Mm. Did you guys ever watch "The Vich"? You no, know, I, 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 I've been told I mm-hmm. should, but I haven't. I do
1: like to live deliciously. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So pretty much, wait—is that what is that what the cup says?
1: No, it it says uh, this is terrible. Keep going, which is um, from my favorite murder.
2: So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so pretty much, um, our month long Spooktober inspired me how to take out Maxon in a horrific way. Horrific for other people because we uh, I play Maxon very like he's even killed.
3: But... but the funny
2: thing is. This okay. this he, is not much of an even killed way of taking out Maxon because he's now real like at the moment he's thinking like oh I fucked up I'm about to die so like I I literally want you to narrate you see you finally see fear in Maxon's eyes before he's dr- like the ending of Drag Me to Hell. Maxine is drugged in with fear in his eyes. Do you want me to? Do you want me to
0: give you that kind of a treatment on that? Oh we, yeah.
2: You want me to give you that kind we're, of a treatment? We're going horror, baby. We're going horror. If Maxine. you want me to go horror on it,
1: I'll go horror. Oh yeah. First, okay, so I love this basis, but like, I just keep thinking back to when Zyder was taken, and you had oh that God. build up with the knocks, and yeah. like, the knocks every time getting louder and louder at first it was just cider only hearing it and then everyone else started hearing it and you're like what the fuck is knocking like bro <laughs> bro
2: <blood. laughs> did, 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 <laughs> did that elicit some
1: vibes did that elicit some
2: vibes yes Benita, that's the cherry on top that's the cherry. and that's
0: the funny thing too i literally quoted that to him the other day yeah when i was telling him, i'm like it's not going to be the same but when it happens, it will be on the level of some shit like that.
2: Yeah. So we're going to get that universal okay. tear. Max again is the one. It's like, instead of It's that... going to
0: be Max. Yeah, it's going to be some shit. It's going to be some fun shit. Like, but yeah, it's gonna
2: Instead be... of that creature coming out, is Shar coming out and pulling Maxin in. And not Shar, I mean, mm-hmm. Noct- uh, yeah, uh, no, Nocturne. Nocturne. Yeah, Nocturne coming well, out. Well, it
0: would be technically, here's the thing. I'll tell you right now. It technically is not going to be Nocturne doing it. However, it is the influence of Nocturne because you can't assume a god's going to go do
2: that themselves. That is true. And I did say she—he, uh, agent of Nocturne. So give could be one of her agents pulling him in. Yes. Exactly. No, no, no. This is not maybe, be mixed by Nocturne, dude. He still will be like he was like. We also came up with the return of Maxon. I. Dude, this is what I'm I really. This one I really, really I, I really like it. I get to be full evil Maxon until I get like K-O'd. and then yeah, I'm back. Yeah. Like they have to do yeah, like a... Jason Tommy versus Jason type of level of a fight. You. Oh, see, my brain, fart, like my brain, immediately went to Evil Dead. You... Like, like, oh, when Bruce Campbell got taken over by the Necrokamada. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs>
0: Yes. Oh, that'd be good. Dude, okay, yeah. this is how this is how I wanna how I wanna play it too, because I'm gonna throw out something that I would that I wanted to do, but I'm gonna say it right now so that way I can out myself so I can't do it okay. so I have to think of something else because okay. I want to do I wanted to do this thing where. It's it's a little bit more simpler. That's why I'm gonna say it now. But I wanted to do this thing where like as you're fighting and as like this kind of build up happens, I still don't haven't determined the build up. But once the build up happens, when it gets to a crescendo, it's like you see your own shadow, even though like like what's going on. Then all of a sudden, you see four of your own shadows along all every cardinal direction along your feet. And as the shadows outstretch from you, they kind of, like, reach out into, like, a 15-foot-wide area. And then they slowly start to spin around you and start to spin faster and faster until they become a blur. And the entire area behind uh, underneath you then turns into a black abyss. And that's where the tendrils shoot up from above you, grasp you, and pull you deeper into the ground. Oh, However, no, I can't use that.
2: That is... You have to use it. Because that... I don't use this term very, very all the time. That's fucking sexy, dude.
0: right right but like right (laughs) like bro do it (laughs) the reason i'm saying it out loud and i'm telling you right now and i'm saying it in a recording is because i know for a fact that if i say this i now have to think of something better or something else but i can still amend that Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. that's my point
0: also, because I, I I like that idea,
2: but that's not enough. I want more. <laughs> you know what else would be funny though? At the end of that, you know how I'm the one who's holding all the money for the for the group. Well, not
0: all the money, but most of it. Yeah.
2: Because uh, normally they give me the money and I have to I, I dole it out for the team. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be, I'm the one. When I'm gone, they realize. Wait a minute. Maxine had all <laughs> the gold. You me. know, have them like try to figure out as they go along how to get me back, but they still realize they still don't got no money. You know, well, it's like, that's, that's kind of what's his face, doesn't he? Still have all like the good bags and shit. Yeah, that's
0: exactly what I was about to say. That's exactly what
2: happened when Ulf left. But I'm telling you, that's there.
0: Y'all, <laughs> y'all were like, wait, shit, he had the book. <laughs> I actually like, was nice,
1: just be nice and leave it in mystery saddlebags. Like, yeah.
0: I'll be, okay,
1: I'll be, I'll be nice. Cause i nice. Because the mystery I, doesn't
0: have those saddlebags anymore, though. Those saddlebags get, blew up when the rest of them blew up.
2: He should get some new saddlebags. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, originally, what I, <laughs> how I wanted Max in the return, like him riding on top of mystery, and he's all like masked up, just riding in, and everyone's like, who the fuck is that? And then Max just started laying waste. But then when Christian said, what if Max would come back evil just for the moment? And I was like, a twinkle in my eye kicked in. I was like, He's what like yeah. fuck <laughs> that idea. That idea is shit. You should have
0: heard how he perked up the second I said that. Because oh, literally yeah. I was just like, what if you come back as like temporarily, because I don't want you to be late the whole time, obviously, but like it would make sense if you came back as evil Max in for a little bit and it's like that thing of like where they have to fucking snap you out of it.
2: So yeah. that will put me finally at the same power level in a way to Solomon but then it also it, Max is irrevocably changed he is now half demon well, half, you, de- you, whoa, half Sorcerer, you would have more demon.
3: power
0: you would have more power you would not have as much power as Solomon yet true Cause
2: I, cause I, I, when we get the to straight that, up. but it will put Max in now on a different scale than he was before oh
0: wait oh my god Benita I don't think you were there for this did anybody update you on what the party now knows about solomon and seglil no oh
2: because who's
1: who
0: said well the dude remember in the Shadowfell, the guy that helped um the party take the little spirit boy uh to mechanist yes 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 that guy (gasps) oh they went they went back Maxon took the rest of this current party to the Shadowfell for a different yeah. reason, and they talked I to I saw him. the
1: pictures in the revealed enemies, and I was like, yeah, I'm kind of glad in this that fight, because, like, no. That, no. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, that, that fight ended up a whole way, too. That, but, that was um, a fun fight, though. That was a fun fight. That was a chase, too, at the same time.
2: That was a fight and a chase. That, that was, like, that was one... It was only me and Kush... I think that, out of that, that was one of the best fights out of there. Just you two against whatever that fucking
1: monstrosity thing was? Yeah,
0: two of them. But, Kush's character is a
2: barbarian, that's important to know. <laughs> that. Okay. And I was doing a lot of Batman-esque stuff a lot more yeah. in, that, in that fight.
0: Yeah, he got, he got new equipment too where he's got a grappling hook now. And, oh, you know
1: that one.
2: Yeah.
0: He, like, he's been using that grappling hook pretty fucking well.
1: Because <laughs> Kush is the one wearing the Plague Doctor mask thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, but, um, anyways, like that thing about Seglil. So yeah, that was the whole thing. They like Seglil dispensed a, not only a lot of information about like his personal connection to Solomon, but where they came from.
2: Fuck! <laughs> Did you give them Cain and Abel vibes? Huh? Did you give them Cain and Abel vibes? I mean, they're fucking
0: angels, dude.
2: <laughs> but I'm just am I'm I'm just saying though, because one, now that makes me worry for Seglo.
3: <laughs>
0: like worry for Seglo, right?
2: Yeah. Cause I didn't end off on bad terms. is just like, I understand. But I will kill your brother. <laughs> and so yeah. just just Ceglo just nod and say whatever you need, um need my help. Oh you okay. have it. So I was like, I
1: love how you just keep telling that to everybody that's related to Solomon I didn't You're tell like, you. Oh, I didn't you know tell Lucian. I didn't yeah, tell Lucian, so you know,
2: I didn't I tell Lucy.
1: I punched his face.
2: I left a mark on his face. Brad. I left a mark on his face. Fuck okay? <laughs> yeah! It's all ag- it's all according to plan. Mm hmm. I have a loading mm-hmm. plan. Like hmm. This is. What we're currently going through right now from this past session. Welcome to D and D talk. We'll get to um our beyond our creepy pot. Hold on, oh, let me. We'll get to me.
0: the we'll get to the creepy stuff right now. To the creepy pasta.
2: Hold on, let me. Um, yeah,
0: I just, I just I, because we're on this train, I really want to tell Benita what's me, going on. With Sam Mel and Solomon. It,
2: it is called Creep or Cap, four stories. From me, Desi is dead, Ooh. and Benita, the haunting Navarre. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to have to... Okay. Our detective, the Damon Liner okay. writer, has to determine, is our stories fact ooh, or fake? Or, in All this right. case, fact or fiction.
1: Is it creepy or cap, bro? Creepy is or cap? Creepy
2: or cap.
0: Oh, creepy or cap. I, I,
2: Beyond See? Belief. See? Creepy. Okay, Beyond Belief, Creepy or Cap?
0: But <laughs> start. To, I, I'm imagining you reading this like on a wooden table in the middle of a dark ass room with only just like one single fucking candle on that table, and you're like writing on fucking like like a, like actual like like papyrus paper and shit. Like I'm I'm picturing you like saying this shit over that candle Go for it.
2: Me and Bernita
1: All mine are like they're short, so like
2: just because <laughs> <up there. laughs> um. I'm. I was going for more of the Jonathan Frakes era of uh, oh. <laughs> where He gives you a pun, a good little pun, a little joke, then right into the story.
3: I love.
0: I love the fact that that like I'm pretty sure at least half of our audience is not gonna get a Jonathan Frakes reference.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and then I would hope have memes about him. I mean, I'm
0: only going no, I'm only going straight up like just like no name recognition.
2: Also, I do, yeah. I get it. Yeah. 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 He has to directed up surprisingly, directed some Nickelodeon shows. Some like he's been all over the place in terms of directing. Yeah,
0: fair enough.
2: Like he directed that's yeah, the point. But um hmm. what we said about Dean well, um, before we end um, our D and D talk. The scenario you gave us Last session that we're going to be going back to this Friday. Oh,
0: the whole thing about the uh, the widow,
2: right? Remember that um, original idea I had about Maxon and his heist plans? How like he'll reveal himself to being alive? Yeah, yeah. Still not going to do it, right? Oh no, no, no. I'm not going to do that no more because (laughs) you, you. I remember one key information you gave me. You gave, well, you gave all of us Yeah, a person have to have some holding or tidings within Neverwinter
0: yeah what within if, Neverwinter or at least within the adjacent area that is recognized
2: what if And we're, we're pulling up Marvel's what if okay. damn I wish we had sound bites for this Maxim the Fallen Sun returns with a holding in Neverwinter so that gives him cause to walk around Neverwinter as Maxim Trevelyan and to walk aboard that ship. Like he owns like he technically do owns it. Okay, okay. This is fine.
0: I want you to explain to me how the fuck you have land out of nowhere though.
2: The old lady. Convince the old lady to let us take over the land. So when we actually enact the plans. Maxine gives back not only her plot, her land, but everything she ever asked for.
0: Okay, but here's my here's my only thing. I am thinking about this, how this would work legally, just so you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, okay, the old lady's dilemma, the widow's dilemma as to why she's asking you guys to rob the bank in the first place mm-hmm. is in order for, for you guys to break into the bank and steal the document, the only remaining uh, will and testament that has not been altered, that is left to her from her husband, that says that she has the rights to the land holdings that have now been stolen from her by her late husband's business par- partner, the Baron, whatever, the fuck, grad, whatever, I, I named him something. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what it is. But, like, the Baron stole all of, all of that, Stole all of the stuff that she currently had and changed it to where it is his, like the land that she is on is in his name. So the reason she's asking you guys to rob the place is, first of all, to rob it discreetly so that way they do not notify him that the bank has been robbed, thereby making him have to go and destroy it and figure out where that is and destroy it anyways and sell the land off before she could even have it. So if the thing is already in his name, and you convince her, like, hey, let me have it in in my name, that's well and dandy, but her whole reasoning for you guys, like, stealing the shit is so that way she could have the only document left and have enough time, because the Baron won't know that the bank got robbed, to actually go to the proper people that she needs to to prove that that's the correct and legal document.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're... Like, she's asking you to steal something, and you're saying the price for stealing this something is that something.
2: Well, the thing is, though, for me, thinking...
1: Like, I'll steal this for you, but I'm going to keep it for myself. So then it just... Uh, that's, then, that's, like
2: That's my only thing. Like, you can
0: try your plan. I just want to be very perfectly clear on the situation of what she's asked of you.
2: That is true, but the situation you gave us, the shit is magically tied to the Baron. You were asking...
0: No, 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 no. The 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 thing isn't magically tied to the Baron the bank can magically notify magical the baron. defenses yeah the bank's magical defenses can notify the baron if the if the bank has been robbed so the whole point is if you rob the bank without anybody knowing that you robbed the bank like go in and get out stealthily no one fucking figured it out you guys would then not trip any alarms and that wouldn't magically notify the baron
2: and you see where my dilemma comes in. I'm, no. here, I'm hearing no. I'm hearing the word magically. I have yet to, in this whole, in our, in this, now going into a year and a half of these campaigns, hear of magic that can do that. No, not hear magic that can do that. Put me in a situation where breaking into something that is magically attuned to someone. It was, yeah, always, exactly. it was always something that Maxine can get into. We're giving us. I'm trying to. Because I don't want to do it on the off chance I fuck up. That's why I want to do yeah. the roundabout way. I have like I legit have four. Like I, pa- I have four pages of roundabout ways for me to not directly do it. <laughs> so, so do there it in however nervous? you want. Okay, do it so, however
0: you want. I'm just saying. I'm just making sure okay. you know what the actual situation is. <laughs> but I don't give a fuck how you do it. Do it however you want to actually do
1: it. Here's also the thing, I think you. Kind of also need to. I don't want to say realize, but like, just remember. Um, you know, like, you have a team, no, so true. like, they will also have ideas. True. You're not like the main character in a D and D campaign. I know that. Um, so like, work with your your party team. Ask them. Like message them in the chat just to be like hey like if we're gonna be like sneaky like oceans 11 type shit like what ideas do you have let's talk about it instead of you always being like let me do my plan let's do this my way like that's all i'm saying just a suggestion
2: i always value your suggestions and your opinions because you mean a lot to me my good friend That sounds
0: like such bullshit, but I'll take it. So you can play it however you want. I do like your ideas on what you're talking about. I'm just making sure that you know what's going on situationally, so you can do what you're asking for, and you can try to convince her of that, and you can even like like enact your plan. You, like I said, go for it. Remember back when you guys were gonna do the conga line of death. I was all for that. <laughs> fucking go for it. <laughs> that I'm was sad fun. That never happened.
2: That was that was fun. That was the conga line of fun idea was uh, of death was idea was kind of fun.
0: The conga line of death idea was gonna be fucking lit, but then it was just like nah, let's give him up. I was like, okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was like, mm, nah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, um, like
0: so, just for context on that, um, the like the like the party decided to. Borgo trying to figure out how to keep safe an individual from an army of 136 Mojons coming from Mechanus, and instead of trying to be like, ah, we're gonna try to save this dude, and we're gonna do a conga line of death through the jungle and try to make sure that we attract every fucking dangerous creature that we can, and run them back into the center of the field so that way they can lay waste to the army, I was like, fucking go for it! We're gonna do it! Conga line of death plan! Awesome! And then in the last minute, they're just like, you know what? Nah! You know what? Fuck that kid. We we're just telling him a lesson about how like things are, don't always work out the way that they are, and uh, and you know this dude underst- This little modron knows that it's like a bad idea for him to stay. Now we convinced him of that, and he understands that. And you guys successfully did that. No, no, no. He's gonna go of his own accord. We're gonna avoid a fight. Awesome, cool. Give him up. Like that's what ended up happening, and yes, it was a totally reasonable way to do it. I'm just saying sometimes you guys come up with one thing
1: sometimes I come up so, with a way for
0: you guys to do something but you guys come up with a different fucking way to do it you so guys just do can what you do guys
1: want. now like a klepto conga line yeah, yeah.
0: And because the the thing too is I don't want you to think I'm being mean right. I'm giving you guys harder and harder challenges
2: What I'm like yep.
0: because a thief is always gonna get harder challenges but, it's not always gonna be harder and easy for you to break into something
2: but I also want to say is only 10% of the time we actually do my plans the ninety, the other ninety is all is all plotting and planning. The ten percent is like, eh, we'll just do this. It,
0: the ten percent <laughs> it's because the thing is, when your plans happen, generally it's chaotic, Maxon.
2: Yeah, and I'm trying so fucking hard not to be chaotic, Maxon, and that's what <laughs> that is what's hurting me now. Most of it's these plans so are funny.
0: It's so funny because, like, I guarantee you, it makes me laugh how much I've seen Maxon grow like both as a player, person and friend, like over this past year of playing D D, like in a specific way, because like I've seen how you played it in the beginning versus how you're playing it now. And I do know that you're trying to be metered. And it's so funny to me now that we have other players that are basically at where you were like a year ago and you're calling it and you're just like, God damn it, why like you're in the position that Vahia was and that's what's making me laugh. Oh my God, <laughs> Because remember when Vahia was always like you guys let's just do this thing And you're like nah fuck it we're gonna do this and then like She's just trying to figure out a way to put the plans together and then fucking like figure out how to get the best results out of it Yeah, That's you now because they are you a year ago
2: <laughs> I did it to myself
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry. I love you Des I love you, Des. Thank you so much for playing D&D <laughs> with me this amount of time. I hope you're still having fun. I know
2: I am. Let's enact that uh, Exony Maxing out a little bit sooner. Just derail that whole heist shit. <laughs> maxing is gone.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. Let's do the heist, man. Fucking convince mm. the Baron. Kill the Baron. You realize that because of the way that you guys were talking about it, I now have already had to figure out because okay, A, you just the story- land holdings the Baron owns B, where the Baron's gonna probably be next session, and see v- what happens if the Baron dies, if you guys straight up kill him? He's like, easy. we have to come up with all of this. No, it, oh, no, I'm,
1: gonna, oh, no I'm gonna
2: keep this to myself for now and I'll just talk to you later about this idea of Christian. Okay. But, um, yes, but also train of thought, train of thought, train of thought. Because <laughs> I had it there. You toss us. I had it there, and then and just when y'all started talking about the band, I was like, evil. He's evil. He needs to die. He's ruining this old lady's life. Yeah, he's probably a bad guy. You're not wrong. I'm just laughing. <laughs> like, God damn it. Thank you for listening Because here's the thing. It's because
0: here's the thing, right? Basically, narratively, what I did was I gave you an elusive man. And you were like, fuck it. I want to go see the elusive man right now and kill his face. Um, <laughs> that's basically okay. what happened, okay. and that's
2: okay. why okay. I have to work around that. Okay, okay. I, I see where you, now. I see where you're going with with the Baron. But okay, when you said elusive man, I was like, okay, I see where you're going. But
0: like it, like the Baron was supposed to be a tool for the heist. Okay, like to give you guys a difficulty on the heist, and then it was like, well, fuck it. Why don't we just kill the Baron? I'm like. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you totally could do that. Now I gotta come up with that.
2: <laughs> but That's I, what happened. But also, but also, remember, <laughs> I, remember, I remember something. You have brought it up, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Technically, the filled that role. Maxon does not have a point of contact. Yeah, he doesn't anymore. He doesn't have a fence anymore. Not now. I'm just a fence. Information is broken. Oh yeah, straight up. He doesn't know, you.
0: Don't have an information broker, but he was your information broker.
2: So, like I just, I just remember that, and I was like, maybe I was like, no, we left Vandolin, hmm. and I was like, the woman, um, the the head of the Neverwinter Thieves Guild probably doesn't like Max or knows enough about Max and like why we were traveling. was like, yeah. I was gonna say it. Technically, you do have uh, someone you can broker information
1: from in Neverwinter. Yeah.
2: I was trying you like I was like, that's true because I was like, I don't want to play Maxing, campaign Maxing with this person, and especially it was like, all right, I'm just disappearing you off my ship, and he landed outside and he was like, she probably knows a lot about Maxing. That's probably why he got kicked off the boat and he has to walk back in just to get the get the the missions. But I was like, I, it's very hard not to revert back to a, um, to somebody where you want to play him even like you said metered you know it's it
0: that's the funny thing you know isn't that the real truth in all of us as we try to wrestle with getting older in our lives we try to we try to outgrow the things that we were in order to make room for what comes however it's against our better nature too sometimes yes it is the way of human being
2: <laughs> anyway transition <laughs> <laughs> w- Welcome to Creepy or Cap Creepy or Cap Creepy or Cap You're gonna get 8 stories for, From Benita the, Let me correct myself Benita the haunting Navaria. Enemy Desi is dead I was gonna roll Shambo who's gonna go first But <laughs> you know what can I roll a die down. Roll a die who goes first
0: Uh, who wants evens? Call it.
1: I'll
2: take it. I'll take off.
0: Benita, you're going first.
1: Ooh, okay. Which is, uh, fairly appropriate, I guess. It was a uh, four, by the way. This first story is called, uh, Worst First Day. Um. First days can be tough, but the first day for an executioner puts everyone else's bad day to shame. This particular prisoner is brought forward while my hands sweat profusely while I grip the axe. As they disrobe, their red garments seem fitting considering what is to come next. They slowly bend down onto their knees before the block and place their heads upon it. Before looking up at me and saying, I hope you shall make my, or sorry, I hope you shall make an end of all my troubles. I hope so too. I prayed for forgiveness before raising the axe and bringing it down upon their neck. Except I had missed, and the axe was then lodged in the top of their head. I could hear them groaning in pain, and I pulled the axe out as quickly as I could. I brought the axe up again, bringing it back down and missed once more. This time, the axe was only partially through their neck. The crowd was gasping as they continued to groan in pain, while I tried so hard not to panic. I pulled the axe out, wiped my hands on my pants, raised it one last time, and finally chopped through their neck. Tumbled to the ground, spinning around while its mouth flapped open and closed like a fish. I bent down and grabbed the head to raise it up for all to see, gripping it by the hair, only for it to fall once more, and I stand with their wig in my hand. Just then, a rustling is heard from their garments, and a small white dog comes crawling out from underneath their clothes and begins whining and howling, runs up to the head, licking the face and crying for their master while the crowd is in an uproar. I wonder... Is it too late to become a blacksmith? <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay! Okay.
0: <laughs> do I gotta call it now, or do I hear all of them first?
1: If we could do it one at a time, like, I'll get, like, dozens up next, I think, yeah? Okay. So what you guys think? Is that creepy or cut? Okay?
0: Okay, so the question is creepy or cat because theoretically this actually happened?
1: That's for you to decide.
0: Creepy. I'm gonna go cat.
1: It is, in fact, creepy because uh, this is the actual death of Mary, <gasps> Queen of Scots. Wait, what? Yeah. You see all those movies where it's, like, poetic, and she's bending down and being like, I am a martyr to my people. Which, fun fact, uh, the red garment she wore, that the red was a sign of martyrdom. Um, And then, you know, it's like one quick swing, and she's gone. But no, yeah, fucking, it took three tries. And, yeah, she had her dog, her faithful dog, with her underneath her skirts. And, um, yeah, the... A fucking Executioner lifted up her head To show that she was in fact dead And because she was wearing a wig uh, Her head fell down And he was just there Holding holding a fucking wig
3: Wow
1: <laughs> When I first found that out I was like this shit's fucking wild Why the is why the historical movies Not making like Why more is that not a historical like, reenactment this, Dude this, this is like that sounds I'm like some shit out of shit. the office. Yes. <laughs> Batshit fucking craziness. Batshit craziness. What the, f- what no. the fuck?
0: Yep. Alright, that's really good.
2: <laughs> oh, I'm next. <laughs> I believe so. <laughs> <clears throat> Mine's is the tale of the Flannan Isle mystery. Mm-mm. Were the the lighthouse keepers on the Flannan mystery swept away, or did something darker take place? The mystery of the isle lighthouse was first discovered when the steamer anchor made note in its log that the night was not working in bad weather. This was further confirmed when the relief vessel Hesperus arrived at the island and found the island in a mysterious state of disarray. There is no welcome from the lighthouse keepers, no flag on the the flagstaff, no provision boxes left for them as was customary. The relief keeper Joseph was sent to investigate further and found the main door and gate to be of the compound closed. The beds unmade, the clock was stopped. They also found a set of oil skin suggesting one of the keepers left without them. Unusual and worrying concerning the poor weather on the isle. Conditions that had not been recorded in the log as well. The island was was scoured for, uh, for hours for clues or any signs of the keepers but nothing was found. On the west landing had received considerable damage. The turf ripped up and a box of supplies destroyed and its contents strewed about. The keepers log proved that this damage had occurred, occurred before their disappearance. The log leading up to the men's disappearance included some strange entries with description of an awful storm, high winds, and the low spirits among the keepers. There, however, was no reports of the storms in the area in the days leading up to the disappearance, meaning that the poor weather conditions recorded in the log were either made up or localized. To this day, no one knows what took place in that lighthouse that night, but many theories have developed over the years. That is the story of the Flanagan, Flanagan Isle Lighthouse. That's creepy. That's pretty creepy. So, is it creepy? Oh, yeah, it is true. It is true. Yeah, we're calling it creepy. True. Yeah. No, you right
0: yeah no that's 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 interesting as hell though because i'm like i'm at, i'm like picturing it i'm like okay like i was even thinking when you were describing like the boxes and stuff i'm like okay maybe it was like a large like what if like just a, a large flash flood or something like it swept them off and then you're like no they recorded that beforehand i'm like oh shit well
1: yeah like their last like recording i think was something really creepy too like something about god i can't remember because i vaguely remember this story
0: is this what but the like, movie The Lighthouse
2: is based on? No, that is true.
1: Well, inspired by yeah,
2: probably inspired by. I have not seen The Lighthouse though. Shit's fucking weird. Like, isn't every Robert Eggers movie fucking weird? Not re- like I don't fi- I don't think the the witch or the witch is
1: uh weird. I, it's I mean, it's like weird. weird it's class, meant to but, be weird. Yeah, but like, it's an. Understandable, weird, and then the lighthouse is just like that crazy, which I think was the point because it's two men on an isolated rock. Um going just batshit, going batshit crazy. crazy. Yeah. 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 So like it tracks. Hmm. It's just fucking that's weird. that's
0: interesting as hell man. I don't know what 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 could have been that. So if like if there was there was a storm or something. They're recording that there's storms days leading up to that, but they hadn't seen it. So if it was a localized storm, they could have been swept out or something like that. If it
2: was. If it. The. Well, uh, they, they the feet, but the feet from the ocean to the lighthouse is significantly high. So it had to, if it was going to be swept out, it would have been one of the. Probably. If they recorded one of the highest um, wave tides to hit the island. But it was no record of the water hitting the lighthouse either.
0: Maybe maybe there's no re- there's never been a record because every time it happens there's no one around anymore to keep the record. But yeah, was,
1: like I mean it could have been something just as like impromptu is like a bomb cyclone. Like <clears throat> all like, the thing that can
0: happen. Well I guess it depends ventures, on the area too.
1: And those things were terrifying. Yeah. Um they're very scary. So, like, it totally could have been something like that, but it's also just the mystery of
2: it. You know
0: what? It's a lighthouse, right? I'm calling it. They're fucking harpies.
2: <gasps> that sirens. is sirens. They're fucking sirens called into the ocean. That is um, one, of, one of the theories in there. Like, like
0: harpies attacked
2: them or some shit? But then they also combat that. It was like they herd their sheeps. They bring a boat, herd their sheeps overnight nothing happens to the people nor the sheeps on that island when they heard them they let them graze and then people up until before those three men nothing has been recorded happening or they've never recorded it happening with them only these particular men and then after that that's when they started like they'll go light the lighthouse and they'll leave like they was the last to actually stay in that lighthouse no one up until this point in 2021 ever stays in that lighthouse, and they only do maintenance on that lighthouse.
0: Interesting.
2: Hence what makes it creepy. Like, what the fuck happened? Ah. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. Benita, return.
3: Creepy!
1: (laughs) Alright. This one is the Congolier Mansion. Located in Pittsburgh. Now, little more than a stretch of road still swarming with paranormal activity, the Conglier Mansion has etched itself into history as America's most haunted house. Conglier House, also known as the House on Ridge Avenue and the House the Devil Built, was built in the 1860s by Charles Conglier. Once finished, he, his wife Lita, and their maid Essie moved in. Life in the mansion appeared to be a happy one, But as the old saying goes, you never know what's really going on behind closed doors. Sadly, in 1871, Lita found out exactly what was going on between her husband and the maid behind closed doors. Overcome with grief and rage, Lita decided to end the affair between the two permanently. With a meat cleaver in her hand, Lita took her rage out on both Charles and Essie. And then later, she would be found by the neighbor's on the porch chair rocking back and forth singing lullabies to essie's severed head in her lap after the horrific discovery she was institutionalized and the house remained vacant for 20 years as no one wanted to purchase a house where horrific crimes were committed but we all know corporations don't care that much about murder and in 1892 a railroad company purchased it for its employee housing didn't take long for workers to complain about phantom footsteps, wailing, chairs moving on their own, and phantom figures vanishing before their eyes. By the end of the century, no workers wanted to live there, and the railroad had no choice but to sell the house. And it ended up being purchased by Dr. Adolf Br- Richter, who was a bit of a recluse. The neighbors did not really hear anything from him until one day they heard a woman scream from the house. When the police were called, they found a woman dead in the house, but the doctor was nowhere to be seen. At this point, the locals thought the house was cursed, and it was just left to rot. Eventually, the house was condemned and torn down, but to this day, people still swear. They hear wails and lullabies in the middle of the night. Was it creepy or cup?
2: Cap. i feel
0: like i've heard this before say that's cap. the thing i feel like i've heard this story before and i'm trying to remember if i heard it because i heard it like it was a weird thing that happened or if it was like the synopsis of a story i've heard of before
1: mm, interesting
0: i can't remember you know what i'm gonna say cap just because I, just because of the fact that I remember it, it might be a piece of media that I remember read something like based on. I'm not sure.
1: Mm-hmm. You guys are correct. It is Cap. It is a local legend in Pittsburgh that people still swear is true, but there's literally no records of anyone named Charles Conger. Doctor. interesting none okay. of that but it's just it's a local urban legend in pittsburgh interesting that's a crazy. i
0: i honestly thought it was uh, i was gonna say it was real but the only thing is just like the fact that i remember it might mean that it was fake
1: yeah oh uh, i forgot to say sources should we be citing sources sorry oh, damn it Hold on.
0: um yes please cite your sources
1: yeah, sorry. So, sources for Worst First Day uh, was Smithsonian and Historic Environment of Scotland, and then my sources for this one was uh, Only state and the Occult Museum.
2: And mine was from the Muse- Royal Museum of Greenwich. Okay. Nice. Nice, nice, thanks. Nice. The next one.
0: That's a good one right there.
2: If you heard that, that was the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. uh, Actually, I did not hear it, so... I, <laughs> I say to say ghosts. Um, I am a Ghostbuster, and I do have a ghost trap.
1: <laughs> but, 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 <laughs> saying? You missed a
2: primo opportunity to just say,
1: but, I am afraid of no ghosts.
2: I was gonna say, Did you guys I was, see that? I was gonna say back off, man. I'm a scientist. God, I'm so stupid. Did you guys see that? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> what happened?
0: I had I had my incense lit. I just lit an incense and it was on fire. And I screamed at it and it went out. I was like, ah! And it went out.
2: I mean dangerously, my friend.
0: <laughs> I straight up had this shit on fire in front of me. I was like, ah!
2: Living dangerously. Uh, I'm sorry. The next one in the tale is from Strange Company from writer. They have a weird name. (laughs) Undying dude do that person change your name. (laughs) Anyway, Creature of the Charterhouse. Things that go bump in the night is a common phrase described by ghosts or monsters, generally the ones that appear in fiction. However, according to one man, this cliche played out in real life. In one of the most unusual ways I've ever heard of this story, if his story, recorded by Betty Puttick in her book <laughs> Strange England, is to believe... It gives rise to another cliché, truth is stranger than fiction. The setting for our story is the Charter House, which was, from ancient Victorian times, a mining community in Somerset County, England. It has been occupied in one form or another um, since the late Neolithic period. The little hamlet now just consists of a former church and a school transformed by the county council into an educational Establishment, focusing on outdoor activities. It is an area rich in natural beauty, with some spots seeming to be unchanged for centuries. It is rich in caves, archaeological finds, and, according to some people, very, very strange secrets. In February of 1984, 1982, excuse me, Richard Garner, a teacher at Bridgewater's Haygrove School, was one of the leaders of, a student to, of students to visit the Charterhouse. House. He had a group of five 15-year-old girls under his particular watch. When they completed their hike through the area, it was discovered that one of the girls, Maria, was missing. Naturally, a search was immediately launched. In his van, Garner retracted the group's route, and at one point, he stepped outside the car calling Maria's name. He was disconcerned to hear not the missing girl, but the sound of small children playing and laughing. This was curious. The nearest village is about five miles away. The barren and open landscape showed no signs of life. Besides, it was now driving. It was now a driving rainstorm. Hardly the sort of weather for outdoor frolics. Fortunately, when Garner returned to the Charterhouse Center, he found Maria there, none for the worse for her little, for her little detour. Excuse me, little detour. Apparently, she had merely become lost so she retraced her steps back from where she came. Her disappearance was quickly and easily solved. The voices Garner heard were not. After the group fruitlessly discussed the little mystery, Talk Natural turned to ghost stories, from some of them sharing their own brushes with Paranormal. Someone asked a man named Terry, the warden of the charter house, if he had or seen anything strange in the area. Terry himself was a former marine commando, and he looked apart. He was tough, no-nonsense sort, who immediately inspired respect and dif- difference. Even in the rowdiest of students, in short, he was not someone to be easily scared. But he had to admit he had once experienced something at the charterhouse, which has frightened him very badly. The school center was also u- used by the local cave rescue team to store equipment. About a year before, he had been at the center alone to do maintenance work on, the, on this equipment. It was a long, tedious job, so he thought, um, he, thought he might as well spend the night at the charter house, Having dinner, watching some TV, Terry retired to one of the bunks in the sickbed. But at around 1 a.m., Terry was awakened by the sound of some animal rustling out, about outside the door. He shrugged it off as a badger and went back to sleep. Then in his sleep, broken by uh, once again by that similar noise only this time they came from not from the outdoors but within the room he was Cherry was puzzled he knew he had locked all the doors as usual however he was too tired to investigate muttering to himself that if an animal could find its way in it, find, it could find its way out he attempted to fall asleep the trouble was the noise continued and they were getting closer. Within a few moments, he heard the animal coming up the stairs, scratching, sniffing all the way. The intruder was soon right outside his door. Terry was getting deeply unsettled. He was not, it was not normal for any animal to break into an occupied building and act like they run the place. And Terry Knight went from unnerving to flat out terrifying. The change—the sound—changed from snorting to scratching, to the sort of noise something large and bristly, slowly, loudly squeezing itself through the half-inch gap on the bottom of the door. Wherever it was, it was coming for him. Terry was trapped. There was no way he was going to—he was going to head for the door in the dark with this thing blocking his path. The snuffing noises came closer and closer until they were within an inch of him. Then the bed suddenly began rocking violently. This lasted less than a minute, and then to his relief, he heard the phantom beast retreat. and it squeezed back under the door. The sinister sound made his way back down the stairs outside the building where they gradually fade away into the night. Checking his watch, Terry noted that the whole ordeal lasted for about an hour. In the morning, he saw his bed covered in plaster, when his bed was shaken, Terry had grabbed um, the electric cabling for support. The upheaval was so violent he had pulled the cabling free. After the students heard, um, heard Terry's little bedtime story, they all spent the night in the room where he gathered, where they gathered sleeping on chairs. There was no way for any of them were <laughs> um, going out that night to their accommodations. So the question. Of what the hell, or if you prefer, from hell, Terry met that night was never answered. There was, however, a discouraging sequel to the story a year later when another school group visited the charterhouse among them. One of the teachers, who had been among the group, heard Terry's story. Terry slipped the note to the teacher and it contained only five words. My visitor returned last week. So, if you ever visit, if you're ever visiting the charter house, I advise you not to check for monsters under your bed. That might actually be there.
1: I think it's Cap. Sounds very urban legendish.
0: I mean it sounds very urban le- legendish. The only re- like I wanna say I wanna say creepy, but the thing is it's like Is this something that they just say at the treasure house?
1: It just has that vibe of like, oh, I heard this story, and then it's like, I heard this story, I heard this story. Because the
0: only other thing that I'm thinking, it is fucking creepy. But it sounds to me like that dude had sleep paralysis.
1: Or he wrote a fan fiction to the hounds of Baskerville.
2: (laughs) Well, you're both right. It is creepy and cat the story of the teenage girl missing finding her way back but the teacher hearing so the in the original
0: that that's what makes me think it's creepy
2: in the original recount they he heard it was an actual old school near the charter house
3: he mm. heard
2: okay. children's laughter and okay. he was more brisk he said he was more brisk running back to the van then finding the girl at the charter house, mm, but the okay. story of Terry, it always changes. So that is the cap. Got you.
1: That's how okay. legends are born. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. Cause, cause
0: I was like, yeah, that's why it ma- That's definitely why it made me feel weird about it. Cause I was like, yeah, part of it sounds like it could be creepy, where it's yeah. like, okay, like that's feasible. But like the last part of that was like, no, that's much more cap. <laughs>
2: uh-huh
0: it's a good mixture I, at least i don't want it to be creepy ergo real
2: yeah <laughs> but yeah this also shows that spirits... there's something
1: scratching at my door at like three o'clock this morning i'm fucking coming for you <laughs>
2: but some form of like spirits are out there and then unfortunately in this case for that that teacher it was kids so it yeah. makes you sit and think: Did these children in this old school went through something, something similar to what me and Benita did last week? We talked about video game um, horror, um, horror specific missions in video games, and there was a mission mm-hmm. in Dragon Age where we went to an orphanage that was burned down, an uh, Elven okay. or- orphanage that was burned down. So you have a little like a child singing this nursery rhyme throughout mm-hmm. the level, and it was sounding yeah. like sounding very evil like yeah. so yeah Mm -mm. so (laughs) reading this and then that type stories on YouTube did a similar story as well and it was also half of half real half creepy but the part of that with that teacher experience is what is the creepy part which is technically real so and it was built since the victorian era so some things have a um, neolithic era so some things must have happened where spirits are bound to that area
0: interesting interesting
1: okay uh the next story i have for you is titled who am i who am i who am
0: i i'm Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Communicating with other people can be oh so very it's difficult. It's story of all
0: time. Sorry. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's atrocious. I hate it. Hmm. Why do I need to let you know how I am when I am perfectly capable of asking myself that question? That was an answer I received from one of my patients. Or rather, two of my patients a pair of twins that would not communicate with anyone other than each other. I was amazed that I had even received that many words from them at all. They were currently in my care as they had a penchant for setting fires. Apparently, talking with yourself can get a little bit boring, so they like to stare at the burning building until their eyes burned themselves. We tried separating them to see what would happen, but then they would strangely sit in the exact same position, eating the same type of food, ignoring the same type of food, even when in different rooms. It was almost like they could still communicate with each other, even when separated by a hallway. Then one day, they even stopped talking with each other. They would just sit and stare at each other angrily for hours on end, or stare at the wall whenever we separated them, almost like they could see each other through the walls. This went on for weeks, with neither of them really eating. Finally, one of the twins, Jennifer, spoke for the first time. I know now what must be done. One must die so the other can live. We put them both on suicide watch just to be safe, and removed any items from the room that could just possibly be used as a weapon. I also recommended that they be transferred to a new facility for treatment as we just were not equipped to deal with them. On the drive over to the new facility, I heard Jennifer whisper goodbye, and then she closed her eyes, and she never woke up again. And Just like that, it was an immediate change over the other twin June. She would speak to everyone, and never had any more trouble with communication. She sometimes still longs for her sister, but she says her sacrifice is what made her survive. She was like, Doctor, I had to die so that I may live.
0: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really wanted to be crappy. Or, I mean, Cap. <laughs> but. <clears throat> that's genuine. That was genuine. I didn't mean to do that. Um, uh, but, I w- but I think that's creepy.
2: Yes? Mm. Mm. I'm on a roll. I'm two for two. Mm. Damn. Mm. I'm gonna go for Cap.
1: It is, in fact... Creepy! This is a true story. It's based on, um, there's a great story called The Silent Twins. Um, and it's, it's legit, like, one of the most fascinating stories you will ever read. This is very much, like, condensed, like, there's so much more to it than this. It sounds like
0: it. It sounds Um, like there's actual shit there
1: i don't so know what
0: it was shed. about that story that made me think that it was real
1: it's it's just it's mind boggling it's it's just it's a very fascinating very fascinating case so definitely read it uh my sources were from NPR and wikipedia uh, which i know wikipedia you're like oh what a source but like it was more just to like look back and forth between NPR and whatever um but yeah, if you can read The Silent Twins, fucking do it, or even just like watch documentaries about The Silent Twins, because that story is just... It's
2: bonkers. It's fucking bonkers. Mm. Spine tinglingling. That's... <laughs> Alright. That's crazy. From my tell. It's a modern tale. That does take place in eighteen eighty nine. 1989. And it's about 30 minutes from your host Desi is dead We're taking a dip. Now to protect The individuals who still craning Living in the house I would not Talk about I would not display or say The address But the source is from Roadtrippers.com it's titled The San Pedro Haunting San Pedro Haunting, also known as the Jackie Hernandez case, is a very fright was a um the haunting was a very frightening poltergeist that occurred poltergeist case that occurred in late summer of 1989. At this time, I was about four years old. This was talked about in the news before. In the San Pedro area of Los Angeles, California, a woman named Jackie Jacqueline Jackie Hernandez claimed that she had. She and her two children, Jamie and Samantha, were besieged by an unseen force in their house that manifested itself in form of disembodied of a disembodied head, black shadows, moving objects, strange smells, and a flying orb. The haunting started in November 17, 1988, as soon as Jackie moved into the San Pedro home, and it increased in crescendoed as the month as the months went by until they reached a violent peak in august of 1989 and with the attempt on a man's life on september 4th of 1989 so from, ni- from october of 1989 until 1993 the haunting continues even when jackie finally decided to leave her bungalow with her two small children to a home in weldon california however The evil spirit did not seem to give up, as it followed Jackie to her to her new trailer. The events, extensively detailed um, by famous parapsychologists in the field of paranormal, Doctor Barry E. Taff, Doctor Barry E. Taff. The haunting made it right into the hands of local media, and it soon gained its haunting momentum, and became the greatest supernatural case ever recorded. On television to be shown to wider audiences as the evidence of the ghosts and demons exists. But as of 2008, it was reported that Jackie's former bungalow is still haunted, finally exhumed. But as of now, October 26, 2021, now, right off the bat, this is creepy because it has happened. Um, but the house, Wait, ha- what happened? The house what happened
0: ha- to Jackie that she moved? Like, so it followed her, and like, like it shit still happening to her. It's that's oh, where. Oh
2: I heard about this shit. That's where. This is where it gets to, where you have to decide: does this happen to, did this happen to her or not? Because as of now, I like thought you were like spoiler alert. It's creepy. <laughs> Yeah, like, but the, record, the the record, before time... you started,
0: I said it's creepy.
2: Yeah, that, the, it is creepy because, when I said, as of now, the house has been torn down and rebuilt. So if you look, if I give y'all the address, it's not the same house anymore. Right. The residents themselves, though,
3: mm-hmm.
2: have recorded eerie noises and sounds still coming from the area. That where Jackie lived. Okay. Okay. Well, I think it's creepy
1: because I do remember the story.
0: Yeah, creepy. I just wanted, I'm going to say it's creepy because I remember the story and because I called it before and because
2: because I, 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 I was, cause I <laughs> wanted to give one that was actually based on true story, true events. But there has been some. There has, but there has been somewhere. It doesn't document The children are safe But it doesn't document what happened to Jackie Herself At the end of Jeez. all this Link wasn't,
1: right. She moved and it still followed her yeah, right? It it's yeah. still,
2: still moved and follow her There's been yeah. um, Certain reports that they went back to the house To get it um, Exhumed off of her There's some where it actually um, In the bungalow it not only attacked her not the children, but any other people that was in the vicinity of her that was in the trailer that she was living in. Yeah,
0: like it started yeah. getting violent or something. So there like was that.
2: certain, there was other reports added on to this, but like there was no, I literally tried to look for like what happy, happened to Miss Hernandez herself. Yeah. So I decided just like, just to give one that is a local tale, one that, because best- um, no, we're not gonna get into this between no. <laughs> we are not gonna argue again. Okay, were you about that? to out me? No. Me, no between me? Me. no the, the, the parking lot the parking lot conversation. I don't want that to spread oh. over to this.
3: Oh <laughs> got
1: you side note, uh little Shop of horrors insert here, uh the entity uh is a uh movie from like nineteen eighty two stars Barbara Hershey and it's about a woman and her family being attacked by a poltergeist it's pretty great you should watch it interesting
2: we'll be coming to Benita Shopping Horrors a real soon <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was just my my self-insert since we were talking about poltergeists and yeah. I was like that's another great movie you guys should totally watch <laughs> <clears throat>
2: except your final story
1: but my final story tonight is called all the little piggies. Today was going to be a great day. I just knew it. It was market day, and market day meant that Papa Carl was going to be there. Papa Carl is everyone's favorite. He plays the organ for the church every Sunday, and makes sure to help the poor families and vagrants by letting them stay in his house. So many people say that without him, We will all be starving, and way worse off than we are, so we must all count our blessings. Today, I am counting down how long it takes him to get back to town. He travels all the way to the capital just to bring some fresh meat back to us. Unfortunately, without how far he has to travel, by the time he makes it back, there is only pickled pig left. But we have found ways to enjoy it. Plus, he always says it's very special delicacy. In fact, this was his most famous delicacy that he saved just for our town. Skinless pickled pork. Every week we would wait for market day just to get some pork. Every week we would eat it until we got sick, and we would do it all again. Then one night we heard screaming coming from Papa Carl's house. Such an awful racket that the police had to stop by. The man was ranting and raving about how Papa Carl tried to kill him. That couldn't be true. He has to be lying. But the police bring Papa Carl in just to be safe. And Papa Carl is waiting in the station. He hangs himself. None of us could really believe it. We couldn't understand why. Why would Papa Carl want to kill that poor man? Why would he want to kill himself? We could only assume it was because that man had attacked Papa Carl first. Papa Carl was just so overcome with grief he couldn't handle it. When one of the villagers went to the capital to try and continue getting the meat that Papa Carl was able to get for us, the meat packing plant was confused. They had never heard of him. They had no idea who he was. They were the only meat processing plant. Still operational at that time, and they had no record of Papa Carl ever purchasing meat from them. The villager was able to work out a deal, though, and at the least get some of that pickled pig. It's just such a shame, though. No one made skinless pickled pork quite like Papa Carl.
0: Carl likes long pork. <laughs> I wanna say crap, Cap I wanna say Cap just cause I just cause I didn't hear anything that would like tie it to something that may sound real but like you tricked me you had me in the first half
1: (laughs) so and then I lost you in the second
0: I'm gonna say it's Cap The world may never know.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: he's thinking or he's he's frozen.
2: Oh, fuck, it was on mute. (laughs) There we go. There we go. I was on mute. God damn it. All this whole time I was on mute. Fuck.
1: Um. (laughs) I, I was s- just about to be like I see a shiver in Antissa Patient Patient I, <laughs> I,
2: I What I've been saying for the last minute uh, Like I've saying for the last Antissa. minute But you did me I said creepy
0: Creepy got you creepy
2: It
1: is In fact Creepy and it's based off of Karl Denke, who was a serial killer in the early 1900s in Germany, just after World War One. And uh, he is called the, uh, sometimes called like the Forgotten Cannibal or the Cannibal of Zib Ze- Zibiche. Ze- 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 so maybe it's not Germany. Maybe it's I think it was like Prague or something. Poland, it's
3: sorry. To, yeah, that sounds Mexican.
1: <laughs> Z I E V I C E But like the E has that with the little Zibik. Anyway. Uh yeah, that's another horrifying story.
0: Damn. Damn Because
1: people are like, Did 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 we eat did
0: we eat people? Yeah, like did we accidentally eat people?
1: Did we? Oh, ape. Did we do that? Um. So yeah, I only have that one cap story that's, for you guys.
2: That's that's damn. So I was three for one. Mm, mm. Yes, what we can take away from this is that Dez was three for one. And I was able to, <laughs> I was able to predict that better than the damn Dodger game. God damn it. God uh,
0: damn Why?
2: Stop! <sighs> Somebody Some bitch. Bitch. Uh, Braves, please beat the Astros Please beat the Astros You're the lesser of two evils
0: Please Be- please beat the Astros before we do <laughs>
2: <Man>. <laughs> We had a we, we did a long tirade over The um the Astros On um a 2019 Episode of the uh, podcast
0: Bro, I had a long Rant about the Astros for like Multiple days at work Because my boss hated that
2: cheating motherfuckers. Oh, hey, my last story.
0: <laughs> but the Astros always go
2: down in history as cheating motherfuckers. Yep. And the Padres. Fuck the Padres. Oh, we did lose um, a follower. <laughs> and I know what episode, too. Wait, what? <laughs> I, I talked mad shit about the Padres. And as soon as I got their asses beat, we lost that follower. And then
0: and then a follower left.
2: That's,
0: that's fucking funny.
1: I mean the Padres do suck, so it's fine.
3: We're not
0: Padre friendly here. Well, no, no, I'm but... Sorry if you like the Padres, go for it. But like I've lived my whole life around Padres fans that were always constantly trying to convince me to switch from being a Dodger fan and I'm like, you know, at least we're at the series.
1: Oh, yeah. I was... lived in San Diego for a bit, so I'm like, eh, yeah, whatever.
0: I I went to a Padre v. Dodger game at Petco Park and had a lady try to sway my allegiance with a hot dog. And I was like, seriously, you think that's going to work?
1: Dude, we kept laughing about how many name changes that fucking stadium went through. (laughs) Right.
2: Anyways, not the point. Uh, That was Baseball Talk with um, Desi and Christian Ventura. Tune in (laughs) next season where we but do the next season when we talk about it for five seconds <laughs> yeah so now the title from the wyoming county report is the grinny man an urban legend or an alien there were several types of sightings during the same time including EF- ufo sighting and a strange cre- and strange creatures the most significant however was the grinny man the third creature of this article. I can think of a lot of terrifying creatures, but this one has been closely associated with the Mothman, which we all know is fake, Um, but may be the most terrifying of all. Reported to be over six feet tall, dressed in a green and or blue metallic uniform with a wide black belt. These creatures are reported to have small beady eyes, a dark complexion, and of course, a large shark-like grin. They also have no ears, no nose, and almost is seen as the same as any type of UFO. This creature was first reported back on the night of October eleventh, 19 excuse me, 1966, by two teenage girls in Elizabeth, New Jersey. They described the greeny man as this most hulking man they have ever seen and wasted no time running away for their lives instead of investigating. When separated and interviewed a few days later, their descriptions were identity identical can't read tonight does shut up Des. at the same time 40 miles north of elizabeth near dupont an explosive factory a police officer and his wife saw what they described as a blurry white light as big as their car they said it flew over the hills and vanished. two other police officers on the other side of the hill saw it as well they said it was so bright it blinded them when they stepped out of their patrol vehicle to investigate. Keep in mind that the Mothman was also been seen near the explosive plant in the TNT area near Point Pleasant, Wyoming. Less than a month after this, the sighting of this sighting on November 2nd, 1966, the sewing machine salesman Woodrow Derenberger had this eerie encounter. He was driving on Interstate 77 when a bizarre vehicle landed in the road in front of him. With a loud crashing sound, he described it as an old-fashioned kerosene lamp chimney flaring at both ends, narrowing to a small neck, then, enlar- uh, then enlarging to a bulge in the center. As he stopped his truck, a hatch slid open, and a tall, dark-skinned man climbed out of the strange vehicle. Darenberger described him as having slightly elongated eyes with a wide, creepy grin. He also described him as wearing a metallic blue uniform, which was shiny and glistening. He said the creature communicated telepathically, Darren Berger said he was asked a series of questions. And the creature identified himself as Idrit Cold. And Darren Berger told him he was he was he he would visit him again. Then it took off in his spacecraft. Following this encounter, both Darren Berger and several other residents from Point Pleasant claimed to have encounters with Idrit Cold. Although some of Darren Berger's later claims would seem a bit outlandish. With the information he said Idrit Cold gave him, the number of sightings were too numerous to ignore. There were also claims of two more grinning men, named Dimo Hassan and Carl Ardo. Of all the sightings reported, the Lily family's claim is the most terrifying. This also happened during the Mouthman uproar in Point Pleasant. Their daughter, Linda, ran screaming from her bedroom one night and told her mother a large, honky man was in her room, grinning at her. He walked around her bed and stood over her, then disappeared. She said the family also claimed to see blue, green, and red lights around their house, and color-changing orbs with diamond-shaped windows. Diamond-shaped windows. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sounds a lot like the New Jersey encounter, doesn't it? There were several reports of a giant prowler with a fixed grin in Providence, Massachusetts during 1966, and 1967. There has also been further reports of encounters with the Greeny Man that last over 20 years. At least, at least three of these have been released to the public, one on December 3rd, 1979 in, in Italy, involving a night watch, <clears throat> night watchman who claimed he was abducted by a Greeny Man, another in the 1980s involved the Connecticut woman who claimed to have seen a Greeny Man, and the third encounter in 2009 near Waswell, New Mexico. A main claim have to see a bald, greeny man who stood no more than six feet tall and wearing a sparkling green jacket. He didn't stop his car, but drove by the greeny man on on into town where he was told he just missed the UFO. All these sightings, like the Mothman, are just too much to brush off. It has long been successful, success- yeah suspected and suggested that the Greeny Man sightings in and around Point Pleasant are directly associated with the Mothman. Were the Greeny Man some sort of galactic enforcers trying to police the Mothman? Was the Mothman trying to warn us of the Greeny Man? Did they try to warn us of the impending doom of the Silver Bre- um, Bridge, or could it have just been the cause of it? All this takes the Mothman legend way beyond just a mo- uh, mountain monster although the, many believe the, these two different entities, one in Alien and another an Urban Legend, they believe that they're intertwined, though, of annals of history, and there is some sort of connection. I also believe the Mothman to be alien in nature, than a monster that which lived in the TNT area of the mountainous, mutant, munitions plant near Point Pleasant. But there is one more story for the Grinny Man. In the 1980s in Adelaide, Australia, a young girl Wait. was sleeping in her bed. Woken up with a strong need of, of a thirst. They got a drink of water. While she pans to go back to sleep, she looks in the window. She sees the gritty man, but not staring at her, but staring at her neighbors. Her best friend's room was just directly adjacent to hers. The greeny man is staring at his room. It seemed like the greeny man noticed her. She went. He went. The greeny man went to turn towards her. She quickly darted out the way. She peered her head up, and the greeny man was gone. Unfortunately, the following morning, the young boy passed away. What do you believe? Is the greeny man a monster, an alien, or someone just to let you know your impending doom is here?
0: I'm legitimately fucking creeped out. <laughs>
2: fucking video.
3: (laughs) Why not be as a full time?
0: I'm legitimately kind of creeped out. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I, I, uh, I'm like, I'm like, I, I. Is it cap? Is it is it is it creepy? I'm I'm gonna tell you this. It's creepy as fuck. I don't think it's true, but it's creepy as
1: fuck. It's a spooky story, but yeah, I think it's cap.
0: <laughs> it, I think it's cap. I think it's cat. But holy shit, is that creepy as fuck?
2: It is creepy. that's not. It's it's creepy. The great now the story of the granny man is well. You
0: say you're meaning it's creepy in the way that these are multiple stories,
2: multiple stories that have been documented. No, yeah, but, but... so is the Mothman, so is
0: L- Nessie, so is fucking Bigfoot. All of them cryptids.
2: But the reason why this thing is creepy is the is the intel of the story. Yeah, the Intel
0: Okay, no, but that's still cat man.
2: This is based off a creepy pasta that you shared here, in our channel, bro. Because here's
0: the thing, no, here's the thing. No, no. The difference between like the 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 creepy that like you were saying versus like the creepy that like Benita was saying with like the two like the twin sisters thing is that there is verifiable evidence that there was an actual person that recorded these things that like recorded the words and things of like these people's actions. And it was creepy because it's something that's fucking possible and actually fucking happened.
2: The reason why I'm gonna defend well, the first part of it definitely is cap, but the end part, yeah. there was recorded of a young girl. But I reflipped it. It was a young boy, not a young girl, who saw it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But either but, well, regardless of the gender the of the child that saw it, it's people, like okay. Think of it
0: this way. But a kid
2: still did pass away. Well, what so
0: verifiable it, evidence was there? Because that yeah. person had to have credentials. I'm only comparing it to so the I other said. one, where it's like the other person literally had to have credentials as a psychologist, and you can look up those records, and that's fucking verifiable. Like, like the thing is, this is like the accounting of a small child. That is like I'm not saying that it's not true. I'm just saying we can't say that it's creepy. We can't say we can't say that it's true.
2: Well, because y'all are the ones who have to. I cannot sway you. So I'll say it's cap. It's cap. I'll keep so, so, my, uh, I mean, my No, no, no. Tra- I'm not no, trying. No, 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 the way how this was working, we're not trying to sway. where you just have to. We're not. I'm not going to be like no, no. Like it, it does seem like I actually does seem like I'm doing it. Yeah, but. This is like, I'm I'm, I'm going to, like, yeah, this is what you feel it is. I have my beliefs. You have your beliefs. All right, we, fair, we enough, all, fair we all,
0: enough. We all go that, That's the issue. That's the issue with the cryptid is all I'm saying. Yes. Because when you bring up any cryptid, there will always be people that say it's true, and there will always be people that say it's not. Yeah. That's, I, that's my only point on this. And this
1: is... Because I think you're, like, so the granny Man... Is,
0: which fucking creeped the shit out of me. For yeah, a
1: there's so many different things. Okay, so there's the Grinning Man that's on Creepypasta. Yes. There's the Grinning Man musical, which is actually based on uh, the man who raps, which yeah. was that silent film era movie that they got the Joker basis from, because it's that guy that has the creepy grin that can't stop smiling. Yes. Um. But, like, the story you did is the one that's based off the Creepypasta, and then Somehow entwined it with Mothman, mm-hmm. which never happened. And
2: I did do... Is he the... Like... I, 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 I put the a little
1: entwining bit of it... The entwining it with Mothman is...
2: Like, that... Like... Yeah. But, like, uh, I think you just, like, combine these two stories together. And then the the, the creepy parts you said I put in the fandom, um fandom <laughs> Hold on. Let me open my open the link. Th- this was going to be a story I was going to read for the end of the show, but okay. it's but I'm not going to do it because I wanted Benita. I'm not Benita. Uh, lady to do it. Um, this version of, of the Greenyman Man was based on technology. The person read um the email of the of a friend who read it, and then started hearing noises and getting like more and more connected to the Grinning Man, which. In terms, of like, did this person murder his wife? Like, his friend murdered his um, other best friend.
0: Okay, so see, that's something where, like, if you had, like, that, thi- like, I-, I would give you creepy, right? Mm-hmm. If you told me that there was, like, something verifiable, like, like the thing, not even verifiable, just creepy, weird. Mm-hmm. Where, like, if you're telling me that that person died and the other person saw, like, the grinning man outside their window, like, looking at them. Right, mm-hmm. like, y- like if you told me that there was like footprints outside that kid's window, I would say, okay, creepy.
2: But the reason why I love the um, the, the creepy pasta of the Grinny Man because there's o- every person has their version now. The, uh, the one that I just read is a, a mixture of the two, but the last one. Mm-hmm. Could That's be- what
1: happens when you don't forward on this email to 10 friends.
2: No, the last the, <laughs> the, the one that is talking about the one benitas talking about is um what is the greeny man that tied to technology which would be the emails that Benita mentioned. That is one version of the greeny man story. And that I was like, oh, I should I should have basically See, read the that the very one.
0: fact the very fact that you're calling it a story is the, is my point.
2: Then the, you're saying one version of the story like, There's that's multiple. my point and then i was trying to get to another point where there have been accounts of sightings of the grid, um the greedy man since the 1960s so this is why that article is a mixture of creepy okay and to so which- then so
0: then here's the thing if you have any of those that are newer or and and have like something where it's just like oh yeah here's more sightings and here's yeah. like the, okay. the here's like the thing that ties them other
1: than other than okay.
0: just people saying they saw
1: him. The how about was... this? How about this? I'm gonna flip the script this time, and I'm gonna give you homework. So next week for our podcast, you gotta give us all your your sources that cite all these different stories about the grinning man, and you go over all of these stories with us.
2: that's that's I mean that that is that is a. University levels. That's a university level, of uh, fact checking. <laughs> that is a university level of fact checking. I don't want to pull rank. Tra- I... Translation,
0: translation, translation. <laughs> Desi doesn't want to do homework.
2: You're damn right. I don't want to pull. I, le- I. He's
0: used to doing <laughs> homework.
2: He doesn't want to do. I legit do mm-hmm. not like to pull rank on this podcast, but this is the one time mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. I love how
0: I love how you always say I don't like to pull rank. But homie, you're the only person who ever mentions rank.
2: Yeah. I know. That (laughs) is true. That is true.
0: Like no one ever mentions it except you. I'm sorry to say That is true. It's okay. You don't have to do it. It's all in good fun. I'm just saying you're the only one that ever actually mentions rank. That
2: is (laughs) true. That is very true. (laughs) So let me be let me let me correct myself. Fuck no, I ain't (laughs) doing it.
3: Yeah, that's fine. If you don't
0: want to do it, just if you don't want
2: to do it. That's fine. <laughs> but speaking of um, our friend Letty Carasso, Skyrim G- Skyrim's GM, she was in a short horror movie. Um, hey, hey. Letty, <laughs> you know I love you. I'm your friend. <laughs> wow, that short. You playing crazy? What is the first? Because I see you in Mayans. I can't wait to see you in uh, other stuff. You told me that we can't technically say on, on recording. And I have seen other things you've done. Don't don't even say that on recording, man. No. Anyways, <laughs> I did I, I, did I mention? But as a anyway, oof. <laughs> um, if I, if this was on a scale and we did short, we reviewed short um in, indie shorts. This would be a negative five out of five. The only reason why it gets a point. She was she was great. Her oh yeah. short was not. Yes. Like you was. <laughs> lady, that was a sign. I'm, so I'm so
1: sorry. But
2: it was not. It's not good. I, I, I assumed it was going to be you kicking this dude's ass. <laughs> And I was like, I'm all for it. And that explained the uh, thumbnail to the YouTube video.
0: I'm trying to make myself the smallest boy that I can. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because I haven't seen the short,
1: so I can't say
3: anything.
1: Mm. It's okay. It's, I mean... (sighs)
2: Um, you do do your, your when L- you do your audition reel? when you do your audition reel? What did what? Oh. What, what, what I miss?
0: <laughs> I said, by the way, the Bulbasaur onesie has the bulb on the back.
1: Yeah, it's <laughs> very sad that my um, onesie didn't have a tail. You oh, can just okay. sew one on? I mean, I could, yeah. That's not a bad point. But you know what else you guys should
2: watch? I now presenting Benita's Shop of Horrors. Uh, we don't okay you got me
1: screaming we don't it's fine um so as you guys know uh we were given the task of picking um wonderful movies that you guys should watch and that they should be limited but i was like fuck you i can't limit myself to just that amount of members so my list went out of control um
0: (laughs) very bonita
1: yeah fits it it tracks for sure um so tonight i'm going out on what i like to call a high note and these are the other really great movies i find that are really great not like broad good or like you know bad movies you should ever experience i genuinely think these are fantastic movies you should watch and they kind of kept getting shuffled around with that first top ten list I had so um without further ado the final Benita's Little Shuffle Force oh um so we're going to start off this one bit of a slow burn uh it's called Lake Mungo and it's a um I get is it mockumentary stuff so like, I feel
0: like I've heard the name of this before
1: Yeah, it's not like found footage type, but it's like yeah, it's more like mockumentary style um, and it's um, it's either New Zealand or Australian I can't remember which um, but it's about a family whose daughter uh, dies and they think they're being haunted by her and so it's kind of like um slightly murder mystery to see like what happened leading up to her death but then like also a little bit of like the family dramas of like depression and like coming to terms with the death and the family um secrets of the child but like also with like a little bit of a paranormal slant so while not like in your face scary it's just that creepy slow burn that's just like a wonderful movie, I think. And to keep on with that sort of mockumentary style, um, we got another two for here, and it's Creep 1 and 2, um, which I guess technically fall more under found footage, but it's about... The first film is about um, this guy played by Mark Duplass who hires a camera guy, To film him for his uh, unborn child because, you know, Mark Duplass is like, I have cancer, so I may not even be here when my child's born. I want to leave something behind for him, except like over the course of the film, you suddenly start realizing that all is not what it seems. uh, And that's all I'm going to say about it. The blinder you are going into both of these movies, I think, the absolute better, um, because it's again like a little bit of a slow burn with the first one, where you're like, "What the fuck is happening? What is this? Is just really weird," and it just starts getting weirder and creepier until it just like crescendos, and you're just like, "God damn it!"
2: AKA stay away from my Twitter account.
1: <laughs> yep. Um and uh this one okay so these next two i obviously have said stuff like this before but both of these movies are shutter exclusives so mm. do yourself a favor and do get like a shutter account like throw 5 bucks at it for like a month or two whatever it's such a great it's just such a great streaming service wonderful horror collection um but this first one i'm going to start off with is called host and it was actually made last year during the pandemic um and it's all via zoom and it's about these group of friends that um do like a zoom seance which i know sounds fucking weird and stupid and you're like oh my god is
0: it also like a play on host as in like one of them is hosting the zoom session
3: Maybe.
0: Okay, never mind.
3: I'm
0: just. A nerd. <laughs> I was
1: like, I'm, I'm just like just a nerd. probably. Um, just a, I'm just a nerd. <laughs> it's fine. No, that was a good joke. That was a great joke, even. <laughs> um. Um.
0: Is that I thank you, but that wasn't meant to be a joke, and that was an actual
1: question. I'm just a
0: fucking nerd.
1: <laughs> um. I think that was sort of the point. Um. Because, yeah, it's, like, it's via Zoom, so they're doing the whole thing. Obviously, there's a friend that doesn't take it seriously, and then shit starts happening, and everybody's freaking out. But it's all via, like, their cameras.
0: Like, like unfriended or something like that? Where it's yeah, like,
1: but, like, better. Like, awesome. it's so much better. It's so much better than unfriended, and it's only, like, it's about an hour? I want to oh, say.
3: Okay.
1: So it's like, it's very quick, but like, it's still, it's so good. It's very enjoyable. Um, so definitely check that one out. Um, and then this one, I feel like, Christian, you're really going to um, enjoy this one. And I was very tempted to say it wrong. Like that one uh, TikTok I sent you. <laughs> <laughs> but this, uh, Bla Llorona on Shadow not the La curse La not <laughs> oh my god I'm gonna choke
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry I couldn't help it it's like it's it's just like Vinicius had a TikTok that's like do you say like uh uh scary scary story number whatever uh, the fuck uh, uh La Rona. and then it Ma- hard cuts to someone else Ma- that's pitching it. it's like I'm oh. not even Mexican and I know that shit's called La Llorona I, I said it fuck this, I like you're ah, on okay.
1: La <laughs> it's uh so, I do need to clarify. It's not that curse of La Llorona. It's legit La Llorona on Shutter, and it's actually made by, um, you know, Mexican filmmakers. Um, awesome. and it does have like the indigenous people a part of it, and it goes full depth into, like. Yes. Because it's just oh, it's so I good. I
0: actually it's, really like watching something like that. That actually, it
1: isn't. That. It's in Spanish, um, so Ooh. since my Spanish is just fucking garbage, I did have to have right, my subtitles so, on. Know, oh. yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's so it's just it's so good. It's so good. So definitely check that one out. Um, <laughs> next one, we're jumping back to Australia or New Zealand because I can't remember which one. Uh, but it's called Housebound.
2: We love you both. Okay.
1: And uh, this one is um, it definitely falls in line with like horror comedy, but it's about this uh girl that is um arrested for trying to rob a ATM, and um she's put under house arrest and. Okay her mom's like oh don't you remember your little friends and the ghosties you talked about and she's like oh ghosts aren't real but her mom's like ghosts are real and they're living in our house and it's like creepy shit starts happening they're trying Mm. to solve the mystery of the house and they're like oh is our neighbor like a murderer did our neighbor kill?" like it's just it's funny it's like has some genuinely like creepy moments but it's just it's just it's a fun it's such a Mm -hmm. fun movie it's such a fun movie you guys are going to enjoy it Um, Mm -hmm. you're going to enjoy it much better probably than this next one which we go to I can't remember if it's Iceland or Norway Uh, but Goodnight Mommy is Mm -hmm. um, Norwegian it's an it's Scandinavian area ish movie. Um, and it's about these twin boys who their mom goes in for like this facial reconstruction type surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they slowly start talking about how maybe they, that she's not really their mother. Um, Interesting. Anymore. And that one. That one also goes really batshit crazy, so just, like, fair warning there. But it's fantastic. Gotcha. Um, and you're going to have a lot of WTF moments, uh, just like you would with this other Scandinavian movie called Troll Hunter. Oh, I heard that name. You would think that Where's the movie. land
3: sauce? Come on, man. I just
1: need it. A- Where's the land sauce? What? That just happened.
0: That just happened. What? <laughs> All right. Anyways.
1: Anyway, um, so troll hunter, also um, subtitled movie. uh but it's this one's definitely in that mockumentary style, where it's a quote unquote documentary film crew that's following along with like a legit troll hunter. So like <laughs> in this universe in. I keep wanting to say Norway but I can't remember if it's true anyway where the government knows that trolls exist and they're like they for centuries have hired like this lineage of troll hunters to help destroy them and it's just like I know it sounds bonkers it does get a little bit bonkers but it's also just so fucking entertaining it's so just gripping um and just a lot of fun So, uh, definitely give that one a go, and these last three movies, um, the first one's definitely that slow burn-type movie, but it's just so good, because it's that slow burn-type paranoia, and it's called The Invitation, came out a few years ago,
2: um,
1: and it's about, um... This couple that gets invited to the boyfriend's uh, ex-wife's house, Um, which I know sounds weird in the movie. It makes a hell of a lot more sense. Um, But just over the course of the night, shit gets tense. Um, Mm -hmm. Shit gets wild. And you're just like, holy fucking shit. Um, And it's just it's good
2: it's great uh, uh, it. I don't know You're
0: of good. a better uh uh I don't know of a better review to get me to watch a movie
2: give let me give a disclaimer for the invitation <laughs> don't watch it high cross-faded or intoxicated I'm sorry. <laughs> because yeah. y- y- your reactions is it's, it's, it's' influenced by substances you need to experience that movie without substances to which I need to do it. Which I'm very scared because I got... Those memories are back.
1: Yeah. Um, this next movie... I would probably say... You should totally watch it. I. Because um, it's <clears> trippy <throat> as fuck. And it's called Coherence. Um, I want to say it came out around the same time. Or maybe a little bit before The Invitation. But it's another just weird one where it's like a group of friends getting together for like a normal dinner party and they're talking about a comet that's like passing overhead but once the comet passes or starts to pass like again weird shit starts happening power goes out across the neighborhood except for one little house at the end of the block uh, and that's all I'm really going to say about that Because this is another one where it's like It's best to go in As like blind as possible Without knowing too much about it So you can just be like What the fuck is happening um, Throughout the whole movie Especially when you're fucking out of your mind uh, <laughs> On drugs <laughs> It would be great
0: Nice.
1: And lastly
0: okay.
1: I feel like this one Is kind of a foregone conclusion that you should watch it if you haven't already, because it is just, it's so good. Um, Memes aside, please don't just judge it by its memes or its gay icons, but the Babadook is, it is I know for sure Australian. Um, It stars the wonderful Essie Davis, who I just am in love with her. She's one of my favorite, favorite actresses. Um, And she plays a Bob, um, with just the most annoying child ever, and the what, spooky, the spooky monsters, they have to fight. Um,
2: I was going to say right also, quick, the when you started saying children, when you started went on to the kids, the the hand over the temple, I just wish the audience could see what <laughs> <laughs> It was like... <laughs> this fucking like, kid? You, like, yeah. God. Yeah, we're gonna have to get like
0: a video version of this at one point. I,
2: I, in yeah. my, I, in my head, I wanna, if we ever do YouTube, I wanna film. Benito will have our own show within the poc- of the YouTube feed. Oh my Her,
1: god, I this, can't, this I whole can't show.
2: control my facial expression. So it's that would be, be the whole point of it. We're <laughs> just going you... <laughs> to. You're talking about these movies people need to watch, and then you get to see a reaction about, like, these kids in the Duke to which I have never seen. Even my brother, who's seen it, talks about these damn kids. <laughs> the ki- like, the kid
1: is so amazing in this movie because of how much, like, you hate him. Like, I feel so bad for this child actor. It's, like, very much like yeah. the kid from fucking Game of Thrones, the one that played he Joffrey. He oh. He just does such a good job of you, like, fucking hating him. Where you're just like, oh my god, oh my god. But it's just, oh, it's just, it's so good because it's, like, um, I don't want to, like, give too much money, but it's, like, kind of how, like, Mike Flanagan will have real-world horrors with, like, the aspects of the supernatural. So, like, supernatural shenanigans will happen, but, like, it's also, you know, kind of showcasing, like, the real world has its own horrors. Like, fucking depression and other shit like that. So... yeah, Gonna end it with Babadook. Fucking watch it. Like, watch all of these movies if you can. I think I gave you guys, like, 30-ish yeah. movies a good over amount. the course it is a, it of Spooktober. So, yeah. And I should throw... Oh, technically 31, because I gave you the entity. So there you go, 31, 31 movies for Spooktober. Oh, yeah.
2: and, as, um, and as always on these past four four weeks, I give my little recommendation to compliment La, um, the Spanish version of La Llorona the Latin version of Rec, or Record, in, in other words. Rec. Not the American version. Sorry, Jennifer Carpenter. The Latin version, the superior version. Like all horror movies, that um, foreign horror movies, are superior than the American ones. That's <laughs> true. That's true. And that has been Benita's shop of horrors. <laughs> oh, the anticipation. Did it go? Did it go? Did it go? <laughs> there it goes. I make him. Can, I can't use the blurb apps on the Discord channel, but I do have it on the phone. Mm. <laughs> Tell oh. So what that's that. what we're doing. Is that what that was? Okay. So it was okay. supposed to. It was supposed to be Lamb the, the A24 Lamb the, the bad, but it had the goddamn. Gordon Ramsay, where's the lamb sauce? Yeah,
0: it was like, where's the lamb um, Oh, that makes so much more sense.
2: Because you, we, you went to Scandinavia, I was like, this. All right, lamps. Goddamn lamb sauce. I was yeah. like, well, I still need ready. to watch I'm that down. movie. First. I heard. I'm, I'm still terrified to watch that
1: movie. I want to watch it, but I'm scared to. Well,
2: we'll end off. Thank you for listening for all four weeks of Spooktober. Um, the most consistent horror see epi- um, episodes we ever done. As we're going to the end of the year, what the fuck we're gonna do? I don't know because this was the most work we ever done.
1: <laughs> True.
2: <laughs> we did our hard. Prepare cap was a lot of fun. Yeah. You guys like that shit? Let us know. Um, but I will say I will have a doom review review for you all. I'm gonna do a second viewing of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Of the doom. Carl
1: Urban one? Oh, no. of doom? Dune. Oh, Dune. Dune. I thought you were saying Dune, and I'm like, that
2: Dune. Wow. Okay. I, I, I. mean, Okay. All right. Okay. This is horrible, Phil. I actually like it. It's, okay? it's fucking funny. It, like, it's fun I have fun with it. And I fucking love me some Carl Urban. So, like, like if if we're gonna. Uh, you know, we're not. I'm not gonna throw no. I'm not. It's gonna be no fighting. So due next week, um, we I do have to go through the the our, our our um space oddity um list of things we everyone's gonna do for the rest of this year.
1: Yeah, I need to type out my list. I oh, knew. Yeah. So let's
2: we'll leave- do that. Mm-hmm. We'll do that. So we'll have everything ready. The title for this one: Night of the Li- Return of the Living Llama
3: <laughs> Oh my God.
2: Side note, did I ever tell you about the
1: movie called Llamageddon?
3: <laughs> what? It's
1: about a that's about a llama from space that crash lands on Earth and starts murdering people. Why have and I not been aware of this? And he's got laser eyes. What Why mean, have I I, been
3: I know been been
2: aware of this? Like, <laughs> like oh my god. You literally have DAMON Llama and your name and you don't know
1: this. It's if you ever watch Thanks Killing, it's very much in the vein of Thanks Killing. So like, not even like the other movies, but like, bro, Llamageddon, Murderous
2: <laughs> Alien Llama.
0: I know what I'm watching on on Sunday.
2: Yeah, With Your Eyes. So let's 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 leave you listeners with this little ditty. She had them supple demon wings, the hooves with the fur. The whole coat was looking at her. She'll snatch your soul. Next thing you know, she's dragging you low, 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 low. Scream.